Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and today is Friday, August 4th, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. If this is your first time listening, I want to say, of course, welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, no specific topics, and no specific categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, Today is Friday, which means that today is the hardest day of the week. If you find this episode to be easy, well, congratulations. This is as hard as we get. If, however, you find this episode to be a little too challenging, not to fear, tune in after the weekend, tune in on Monday. We will have something that uh, that might be a little simpler for you. However, uh, if you do find this one challenging, I always encourage you to listen anyway. You might just learn something. So, without further delay... Let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. In the novel Ulysses by James Joyce, what is the final word of the book? The final word of the book is yes. It's just yes, that's the final word. Ulysses is a modernist novel written by Irish writer James Joyce and is considered to be one of the most important works of modern literature. The last 50 pages of the book are written with no punctuation as the swirling thoughts of a character called Molly Bloom. She is lying beside her husband Leopold in bed. Uh, They slept head to foot for some reason. And she is thinking about her day and their life together. While most of the book has been focused on the minds of Leopold, her husband, and Stephen Dedalus, this is actually the first major move to a female point of view. A quick fun fact, in the 1920s, the book was actually banned in some parts of the United States due to lewd behavior within the novel. So, the final word was yes. Moving on to question two. What is the capital city of Mongolia? The capital city of Mongolia is Ulaanbaatar. Ulaanbaatar is the capital and the most populous city of Mongolia. The municipality is located in north-central Mongolia at an elevation of about 4,300 feet, or 1,300 meters, in a valley on the Tul River. The city was founded in 1639 as a nomadic Buddhist monastic center and changed location 28 times until permanently settling in its modern location in 1778. However, human habitation at the site dates from the lower Paleolithic, with a number of sites revealing tools which date as far back as 300,000 years ago. These upper Paleolithic people hunted mammoth and woolly rhinoceros, the bones of which are actually still found abundantly around Ulaanbaatar. Fun fact, it's actually the coldest capital city in the world on average. So, capital city of Mongolia... Ulan Batar, the coldest capital city in the world. Moving on to question three. What is the chemical name for the compound with the formula H2O2?
And that chemical name is hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide is a chemical compound with the formula H2O2. In its pure form, it is a very pale blue liquid that is slightly more viscous than water. It is used as an oxidizer, a bleaching agent, and antiseptic, usually as a dilute solution in water for consumer use and in higher concentrations for industrial use. Concentrated hydrogen peroxide, or high-test peroxide, decomposes explosively when heated and has been used both as a monopropellant and oxidizer in rockets. Regulations tend to vary, but low concentrations, such as 5%, are widely available and legal to buy for medical use. A fun fact, one of, the, one of H2O2's initial uses was actually restoring old paintings. This was done by eliminating sulfur compounds from the surface of the paintings with the hydrogen peroxide. So, hydrogen peroxide, aka H2O2. Moving on to question four. Which two prominent rivers flow into the Black Sea? And those two rivers are the Danube and the Dnieper. The Black Sea is a marginal Mediterranean Sea of the Atlantic Ocean lying between Europe and Asia, east of the Balkans, south of the East European Plain, west of the Caucasus, and north of Anatolia. It is bounded by Turkey, Bulgaria, Romania, Ukraine, Russia, and Georgia. The Black Sea is supplied by major rivers, principally the Danube and the Dnieper. Consequently, while six countries have a coastline on the sea, its drainage basin includes parts of 24 countries in Europe and Asia. Something interesting I actually found is that the Black Sea has an interesting water flow. Denser, more salinated water from the Aegean Sea flows into the Black Sea, underneath the less dense, fresher water that flows out of the Black Sea. This creates a significant permanent layer of deep water that does not drain or mix and is therefore anoxic. This anoxic layer is responsible for the preservation of ancient shipwrecks which have been found in the Black Sea. I tried to find a source of the name when I was reading about the Black Sea, but it's actually unclear where the name Black Sea comes from. Popular supposition derives Black Sea from the dark color of the water or climate conditions. Some scholars understand the name to be derived from a system of color symbolism representing the cardinal directions, with black or dark for north, red for south, white for west, and green or light blue for the east. Hence, Black Sea meant Northern Sea. According to this scheme, the name could only have originated with a people living between the North or Black Sea and the Southern or Red Sea. Moving on to question five, who was the Greek goddess of love and beauty? The Greek goddess of love and beauty was Aphrodite. Aphrodite is an ancient Greek goddess associated with love, lust, beauty, pleasure, passion, 
procreation, and as her syncretized Roman goddess counterpart Venus, desire, sex, fertility, prosperity, and victory. Aphrodite's major symbols include seashells, myrtles, roses, doves, sparrows, and swans. In Greek mythology, Aphrodite was married to Hephaestus, the god of fire, blacksmiths, and metalworking. Aphrodite was frequently unfaithful to him and had many lovers. In the Odyssey, she is caught in the act of adultery with Ares, the god of war. Fun fact, every Olympian god carried a tool that reflected his or her abilities and special powers. Aphrodite wielded a magical belt that allowed her to easily make anyone, god or mortal, fall in love with the wearer. In some cases, other goddesses would actually borrow the belt from Aphrodite in order to attract and seduce their lovers easily. So, the Greek goddess of love and beauty was Aphrodite. Moving on to question six. In the novel Moby Dick, what is the name of the ship's captain who is obsessed with hunting the white whale? The name of that captain was Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab is a fictional character and one of the protagonists in Herman Melville's Moby Dick, written in 1851. He is the monomaniacal captain of the whaling ship Pequod. On a previous voyage, the white whale Moby Dick bit off Captain Ahab's leg, and he now wears a prosthetic leg made out of whalebone. The whaling voyage of the Pequod ends up as a hunt for the revenge on the whale as Ahab forces the crew members to support his fanatical mission. When Moby Dick is finally sighted, Ahab's hatred robs him of all caution, and the whale drags him to his death beneath the sea and sinks the Pequod. Ahab is firmly established in popular culture by cartoons, comic books, films, and plays. Most famously, he provided J.M. Barry with the model for his Captain Hook character, who is obsessed not with a whale, but with a crocodile. So, the novel Moby Dick, the captain, is named Ahab. Moving on to question seven. What was the final studio album released by the Beatles before their breakup in 1970? The final studio album released by the Beatles was Let It Be. Let It Be is the 12th and final studio album by the English rock band The Beatles. It was released on the 8th of May, 1970, almost a month after the group's public breakup, in tandem with the documentary of the same name. Concerned about recent friction within the band, Paul McCartney had conceived of the project as an attempt to reinvigorate the group by returning to a simpler rock and roll configuration. Its rehearsals started at the Twicken Film Studios on the 2nd of January, 1969, as part of a planned television documentary showing the Beatles' return to live performance. Let It Be topped the record charts in several countries, including both the UK and the US, but it was actually a critical failure at the time and came to be regarded as one of the most controversial rock albums in history. Moving on to question eight, what is the chemical symbol 
for the element iron. The chemical symbol for the element of iron is Fe. Iron is a chemical element with the symbol Fe and the atomic number 26. Fe is actually derived from the Latin word ferrum, which means iron. It is a metal that belongs to the first transition series of group 8 of the periodic table. It is by mass the most common element on Earth, just ahead of oxygen, 32.1% uh, and 30.1% respectively. It also forms much of the Earth's outer and inner core. It is the fourth most common element in the Earth's crust, being mainly deposited by meteorites, and is a metallic state, with its ores also being found there. Extracting usable metal from iron ores requires kilns or furnaces capable of reaching 2,730 degrees Fahrenheit, or 1,500 degrees Celsius, or higher, and the kilns require about 500 degrees Celsius more than what is required to smelt copper. That's 932 degrees Fahrenheit higher. Humans started to master this process in Eurasia in the second millennium BCE, and the use of iron tools and weapons began to displace the copper, copper alloys. This event is considered the transition from the Bronze Age to the Iron Age, and in the modern world, iron alloys such as steel, stainless steel, cast iron, and special steels are by far the most common industrial metals due to their mechanical properties and low cost. Iron is so important, in fact, that we actually have it in our bodies. Around 70% of the iron in the human body is found in the hemoglobin of red blood cells. So, iron also known as Fe. Moving on to question nine. What is the scientific name for the grizzly bear? And the answer there is Ursus Arctos Horribilis. The grizzly bear, also known as the North American brown bear, or simply grizzly bear, is a population or subspecies of the brown bear inhabiting North America. In addition to the mainland grizzly, other morphological forms of the brown bear in North America are sometimes identified as grizzly bears. These include three living populations, the Kodiak bear, the Kamchatka bear, and the peninsular grizzly. This also includes the extinct California grizzly, the Mexican grizzly, and the Ungava Labrador grizzly. Meriwether Lewis and William Clark of the famous Lewis and Clark expedition first described it as grizzly, which could be interpreted in two ways. It could either be grizzly, i.e. grizzled, that is with gray-tipped hair, or grisly, meaning fear-inspired, uh, you know, kind of like gruesome. The modern spelling of G-R-I-Z-Z-L-Y, well, this infers the former meaning of fear-inspiring, uh, but despite this, the naturalist George Ord formally classified it in 1815 as horribilis because of its character. So, scientific name for grizzly bear is Ursus Arctos Horribilis. Moving on to question 10. 
In which European country is the traditional alcoholic beverage called rakia widely consumed? And that country is Albania. Rakia is the collective term for fruit spirits popular in the Balkans, particularly in Albania. The alcohol content of rakia is normally around 40%, but home-produced rakia can actually be stronger, up, up to 50 or maybe even 80%. Rakia is produced from fermented and distilled fruits, typically plums and grapes, but also can be apricots, pears, cherries, or raspberries. Rakia is deeply connected to the Albanian tradition and as such is produced everywhere in Albania and Kosovo. Although wine is the essential part of the Eucharist rite in the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic churches in the region, Rakia is so popular that it has actually found uses in certain religious and related rituals across the Balkans. So, if you go to Albania, you can get yourself some Rakia. Well, that will do it for this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round to be simple, congratulations. It is the hardest of the week. If you found this one to be uh, relatively difficult, why don't you tune in on Monday? It might be a little bit simpler for you. And as always, we encourage you to tell your friends, tell your family, as we try to grow the community here at My Daily Trivia. Thank you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday. Monday.